0: So that's me and a Navajos, Navajo Pedro. Sorry, That's our take on uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Now we're going to move on to our second to the last subject of the night, and this is the lack of sexual education on the reservation. In other words, we're going to do some nasty
1: talk. Oh, shit. It's nasty Town.
0: <laughs> so I'll, I'll just start it off by saying that um, I was kind of... Picturing the uh, Navajo Nation one day, or not picturing, but I was thinking about it one day and I was thinking, why are we having so much, you know, children born out of wedlock and then uh, all these young girls are having children? I'm pretty sure a lot of them didn't consent to having a kid, but a lot of these young Navajo boys, they're the ones that are, you know, trying to show off in front of their friends. Then they get the young lady pregnant and then they freaking out, you know, they're, they start freaking out and they don't know how to deal with it because trying to show off, it, it caused this, uh, um, it caused this effect to where made them realize that, you know, just joking around and, and being naughty like that is kind of, uh, is kind of the new way of life now and um, so with that in mind, I was thinking, that this reservation, um, I think what we really need is like a like a like a sexpert, um, a sex ed class, not just for the younger generation, but for middle generation and older generation. And what I'm thinking of is like a I, I don't know, like like a Navajo Dr. Ruth, if you guys know who Dr. Ruth is, you know someone like that. Uh, maybe like a Dr. Drew. Um, but having uh, a female you know explain you know more more about the the sexual side uh, i think would be a lot more comforting to the women instead of having some guy explain to women how you know how to reach their their peak you know during those time uh, intimate moments but anyways so jumping into it the uh, the thing that i think would should all that should really be focused more on is... Moron. It should be focused more to the younger generation. And the young Navajo men, uh, I will refer to them as chomp So when you hear me say Chant Ma'is, it I'm just basically saying, you know, these young, rough, rowdy boys that think they uh, think that penis is the way to go. And that's where I want to say to the to the young chump, dudes please stop talking about your penis size you know it, you're the only ones that are worried about it you're the only ones that focus on it and if you were to actually listen to some of these navajo young ladies they don't really want they you know for the most part as far as size matters you know it it's a real interesting answer to give because Does size matter? No. Does size matter? Yes. Does size matter? Well, it all depends on the woman. There you go. There's your three answers. So the more Navajo guys, you know, start measuring um, their own penis size or talk about how big they want it, these women, they're not thinking about that. You know, they're thinking more of protection. It's kind of gone back to the the more basics of human survival, you know. Caveman days. You know, the the women wanted a man just to protect him, so uh, sex was just a bonus, basically. And um, so it's kind of funny to think about that young Navajo men, or young Chamais, are the ones laying down at night before they're going to sleep. They're the ones thinking about penises and, and how big and hard and throbbing they want theirs, you know. So, in a way, it does kind of make it seem more homosexual in a way, to where, um, if you watch some videos on YouTube, um, most of these, you can see these videos on uh, adult film stars. Now, even though these mattress actresses, they they do take these big dongers, and they, they perform with men with uh, that are well endowed. But when you... Uh, let's say when you really listen to what these uh, performers have to say, they're actresses. Of course, they're going to moan and you know groan and and you know it, it's all for show. It's 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 porn. You know it's it's movies. Uh, but when you listen to some of their interviews, a lot of them are saying they prefer a four inch a four inch man, a five inch man, compared to someone with twelve inches. So um, that's where that stigma of yeah you know, chomp mumms they gotta slow down on that man. you know it's it's kind of silly you know for 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 Navajo men to really be focused on penis size and it's like is that is that what really matters because the way I see it, if you're gonna be focused on that then it's then you really shouldn't be chasing after these women and trying to jump in bed with them. I mean, yeah, there there are going to be some of those that are size queens. Yeah, of course, you know, and not everybody's the same. You know, everybody's different for a reason. But most of them, most of these women, they don't really, they're not driving to gallop thinking about, you know, a guy's dong size. They're thinking about other things that are important to their lives. And if it really comes down to that type of uh, sexual nature, you know, I'm pretty sure they're just more focused on, like, if they can keep the man. Now, if they can't, if they can't keep the man, then you know there's obviously some, uh, maybe some psychological trauma behind it. You know, We never really take time to learn about someone's backstory. Um, some people are telling me, when I first came out to Clagato. some people were telling me, watch out for this lady, watch out for that lady. She's a slut, she, she goes with all these other men, and it's like, well, th- didn't you ever wonder why? maybe they were molested as a child. Maybe that's the only way, you know, psychologically that she feels safe, you know. Or maybe she feels that she has to, you know, you know, perform with so many men in order to make her feel valid, to make her feel loved. So it gets really twisted after a while, especially when he's throwing the fact that Navajo's had the, um, the boarding school process. Because, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure Navajo Pedro will... Reiterate and say that um, not everybody can be really looked after during those times uh, You do have chaperones, but I'm pretty sure you know There's, there's always going to be something that happens behind closed doors or in the shadows or at night or when nobody's looking or a place Where it's unsupervised so taking all that stuff into account man. I could talk about this all day, but um, for the time being I just want to say that we really need more more of a sexual education like that and and these other men these other Navajo men who um, want to get these women in bed and it's like why are you guys you know promoting it why are you uh, running around telling your buddies because you'll only last from a two minutes three minutes four minutes then you're done but it takes a lot more to stimulate a, a woman so if he only got time to know her a little bit more there there's more um, there's more to a woman than just putting it in and squirting it out and then getting over with it you know it's there's a lot more technique there's a lot more um, sensualness that needs to happen before that it, I mean it all depends on your desired achievement what it is you're trying to trying to do at the end whether if it's basically uh, an orgasm or a squirting situation, you know, it just all depends. You know, you, you just got to know your partner. And that's where Navajos really need to communicate. You know, it, it's just its just terrible. Um, I see a lot of uh, Navajo couples, some of them, you know, a, a lot of them, majority of them, they look sexually unsatisfied. And I think it's because when they finally get to that intimate moment, they don't communicate with each other. The woman's not telling the guy what she wants or how she feels, and the guy, or if she is, the guy is not listening. He's not paying attention. He just wants to, you know, have his moment and then be done with it. And then it's like, well, then why are you wasting your time chasing after women? Then, is you know, if it's just if it's just for that desired effect, then great. But at some point, all us Navajo men, we're gonna have to look back at our lives and say. Is what I done? Does it really matter? Or did I really was it, was I really able to change? You know anything in life by the decisions I made? You know, and for that, you know that's where I was trying to just say that we we need more, we need more like um, a Dr. Ruth, a Dr. Drew to come to the chapter houses, and if people don't come over, hey, that's fine. You know because. Why is it that everybody's more afraid of coronavirus than they are sex, and they're not even using protection at this point? Um, so that's why I'm saying that um, more communication and more education on this, you know, subject—not not just for guys like me and Avo Pedro, but for for all of us that are over, preferably over 18, you know, at excuse me, uh, at because when. Navajos, when they see their their child reach the age of eighteen, what do they tell them? Up, oh, you're out the door. You need to leave the house now. It's like, why does that suddenly change when your whole life you were guarding your child? Now just because the state says they are now legally an adult, you kick them out the house? No, you don't do that. You you keep you keep teaching these young adults until they are ready to go, or if you can find that common ground to where you both agree that, you know, it's time for them to leave or, you know, you do your best to teach them all that you can. Other than that, um, you know, it's just a big old waste of time just to tell them, oh, you're 18, get out of the house. Well, they may be 18, they may leave the house, but guess what? Somebody's going to end up pregnant and they're moving back into the house again anyways, this time with another extension of themselves, which is their child. So, um, that's uh, what I want to say about uh, this Navajo um, sexual education. Uh, this this nasty, dirty talk. Um, I'm trying to keep it clean. I'm not trying to really say too much about, um, you know, anything that, that sounds X-rated or hardcore. Even though I could, but um, for the most part, just all you chompies, you know, just stop talking about your wiener sizes. Nobody cares, and you'll find that out as you get older. So from here on out, um, I'll let Navo Pedro have his say.
1: Let's talk about sex, baby. All right. Yep. You guys, put your put your um rulers down. You know what I mean? Quick measuring and just be glad with what God gave you. You know what I mean? Because you can easily, you know, what I mean, you can easily learn to use whatever you got. You know, what I mean, to pleasure a woman, and if you're blessed and if you're uh, see, what should I call my guys? In this one, big swingers. and call them say Chinese, <laughs> alright? But it's called mice. <laughs> yeah, but if they're if you're blessed and good for you, you know what I mean. But if you're not, like most Americans and most whatever, you know what I mean. Don't be ashamed, do you know I mean? Because like I said, um, and if you find a good partner, you know, that won't really matter because, like I said, it you can you can easily you know what I mean. Find the right person, they'll work with you and you'll get to know them. And you know, I mean, you'll come up basically with your own routines, technique, foreplay, or whatever. But, um, you're right about you know, more having more education about sex you because know I mean? a lot of people around here, you know, I mean, they, they get a misconception of love, you know, I mean, and they're you know, I mean? like a lot of the households, you know, what I mean, they're not taught. They're not really showing affection or love from dad or anything, and you know what I mean. And that's what they really want is that you know, attention or something. So, rather, like they'll, you know, they'll stick with them for the rest of their life basically, and they'll, um, pop up in their relationships. You know what I mean? They'll, um, they'll think that the only way they can have love is by having sex with someone, and they think that they're getting love when, in actuality, they're just getting used. You know, and they don't know the difference between. Like I love you, you know what I mean. Like what that means, you know what I mean. They think I love you is just what you say after you're after you're done with the deed, you know what I mean, or something, or just something you say in the moment, you know. But that's the big um, misconception. You know that a lot of people aren't, or a lot of ladies aren't taught is that. You know, you don't have to have sex to get love. You know what I mean. You can easily just love someone just by talking, or like we said, communication is a big thing in you know? um uh, relationships nowadays, you know, they don't really talk about it, either they're too shy or too shamed or something, you know, but a good relationship is communication and trust, you know, but, um, that's the thing that, you know, I mean, uh, we're not really taught, especially nowadays, you know, I mean, we're not taught to date, we're not, we're, we're not gentlemen no more, you know, I mean, we don't try to earn it, we don't court, you know I mean, and you know, that was what made it better back then was, you know, they had to work for it and they had to earn it, everything, that first kiss, everything, and they cherished everything, you know, and up to, you know, I mean, um, uh, having sex. And, you know, I mean, um, so if you have a good person, you know, I mean, that's basically all you need. And, you know, I mean, you guys can have a lot of fun together, but if you don't communicate, you know, I mean, that's just gonna drive a wedge between you guys. And that's why they say in relationships, better to, you know, basically marry your best friend, and, you know, I mean, that way, um, there's no secrets that pop up and everything, you know each other in and out, you already know the worst and bad, but you don't really care about it, you know, I mean, all you care about is just each other's company, and then, you know, but then when you add sex to that, then it'll just be a thousand, million times more amplified and better, and, you know, that's why these couples, you know, in like the old days, they could stay together like 50, 70, whatever years, and you know, and there's love, you know what I mean, and that's just something that's really, um, distorted, you know what I mean, with media, with movies, music videos, you know, it's just, just, um, basically just give it up, you know what I mean, if you want some love and you'll get some and, yeah, you'll get that and then some, you know what I mean, disease or something, a pimp, but who knows, you know what I mean, like what situations they'll lead you to, but that could easily been avoided, like, if they had, like, um, education about it, you know what I mean, neglect and, abuse and stuff like that, like you're saying about, yeah, like, um, boarding schools, that happened a lot, you know what I mean? And, um, it was, yeah, it was pretty shitty. The kids did it to one another, or sometimes the staff doing it to a kid, or, you know, and all the scenarios were all played out different ways, and it's just all, you know, very disturbing, it's just as bad as, like, like Catholics and their, you know, and the priests and the altar boys and whatnot, it's just, that's a evil that goes on with sin, you know what I mean? But, uh, that's why um behavioral health is good for that you know because I mean, if someone's molested like that and they keep it in you know I and mean, eventually they'll they'll start eating at' them, you know what I mean and they'll feel unworthy they won't feel, and then that's when they'll think that sex will make them feel like they they're wanted or something you know what I mean, like I said you can things can really get um confusing for a woman if she doesn't have anything to educate her about you know I mean love and Emotions and whatnot, like, cuz no one's, no one waits anymore. No one's in a, everyone's just in a rush. You know what I mean? And that's just how this society has made us. You know, really sexually hyperactive. You know what I mean? It's like fuck this, fuck that, real quick. You know what I mean? And like you say, even without like condoms nowadays. You know, what I mean? it's just yeah. You know, but um, another thing too is that um, you know um, the about porn, you know, what I because mean, we're all kind of quarantined and everything. The thing about that is that that can also um really affect a relationship in a bad way. It could be good if you learn some new stuff. Cool. You know what I mean? Good for you. But, um, the thing I'm trying to get at is that, like, a lot of porn, there's a lot of misconception about that, too, because it can make the guy think that, you know, girls, they're, girl's supposed to be moaning like this, like this, you know what I mean, like this porn star is, and or, you know what I mean, they think that like, girls, like, like anal, you know what I mean, and they'll just assume that, you know, they will not ask or whatever, you know what I and mean? then and they just think that the stuff they see in porn that a lot of chicks, like, already know how to do and that's the thing, you know, and that's how, like, like, uh, like rape, abuse, and whatnot can just start happening, and, you know, with the girls, you know what I mean, they, they look at that and they see, like, the sizes and whatnot, and, you know what I mean, that's, you know, and that's, you know, that's girl talk, you know what I mean, and, but I know that, you know what I mean, to them, they'll probably say size matters, this, that, but I know that deep down, you know what I mean, I don't think it really will matter, as long as you find someone, you know what I mean, that you click with and really like, because once you do, you can easily, you know what I mean, work with them, communicate, and yep, you know, every night will be a blast, you know what I mean, and, but with porn, you know what I mean, and just emotions and everything, you know what I mean, like if they don't have education, if they're not, if they're not educated, you know, and how to deal with their emotions or how, um to have say sex, um how, you know what I mean, like not to expect stuff that you see on porn, you know, what I mean, like um, I don't know, like anal beads or spankings, you know, what I mean that can come way later, you know, what I mean? but it's not So I mean, like things are really put in your face nowadays in society and you know, that's something we can really battle and make it something sacred and something beautiful. Like it, like it was before. You know, what I mean, it's, when I hear about the marriages in our old Hogan or Navo days, it was just real simple, real nice. You know what I mean? And even divorce, you know, it's just as simple as you know your stuff thrown out of your Hogan. I don't know, but there's just it's just something beauty and just it's just something that we lost in society. You know, and that you gotta you know, what I mean, if we went back to that one. We we're taught to go back and cherish, you know what I mean, like, if we're taught to cherish your woman once you had her, you know what I mean, you worked all that way, you know what I mean, but society's just like, you know, you hit that, and then tutor boot it, next one, you know what I mean, and you know that's where people get, spread diseases and have unwanted kids, and it's just, um, basically, yeah, just, everyone's talking like res months, you know what I mean, and they don't have to, you know what I mean, they, they can be taught to really cherish a person, and once you find that one person too, you're lucky, you know what I mean? Oh. And, um, but education on this is really, I say it's a must, you know what I mean? Because a lot of failed marriages, a lot of, you know, an abuse, a lot of, um, uh, mo- molestation, just, you hear about it, you know what I mean? In news and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, older people and babies and just, it's really disturbing, you know what I mean? And I don't know how people end up like that, but you know I mean? I'm pretty sure you can help prevent it though, by what you're saying, education and being old school with it and earning, earning it, man. Cause you'll be a lot more appreciative and you'll cherish it more instead of just getting like what, one every week, one every day. You know what I mean? I mean, good for you, but long run it's not gonna matter cause you're still gonna end up lonely. Unless you to put in the time to work on yourself and attract the right person. That goes for a guy and girl. You know what I mean? That's why we're taught when we're younger. I heard it. It's like work, like go to school, work on yourself, then have kids. You know what I mean? Like work, get a job, and get your own place, your own ride, and then have kids. You know what I mean? But for some reason I bypassed all that, and when I was still in high school, 2006, I was a senior, I was a father, and I got married. And you know, and I don't know what I was in a rush for personally, but. Life kicked me in the ass hard. After that, you know, I mean, I got a good life lesson that, you know, I mean, that I'm just applying today in everything I do, and um, this included. So, you know, and, and I'm just here to share my expertise because, you know, when it comes to sex, you know, I like with um, what you're saying about women, you know, I mean, just kind of remind me of a lot of the women that I do talk to and everything that you say are labeled, you know, I mean, like that, and. Horses, or whatever, you know. What I mean, but most of the time, like when I t- took the time to talk to them, you know, what I mean, um, they are misunderstood, they're hurting, you know, what I mean? but most of the time, they're already labeled, even by their own families, they're outcasts, you know. What I mean, they're they don't, they do not they did there's like no hope, there's they can't get help anywhere, you know. What I mean? And I know the importance in that, and I can, I can feel it right now, like I can feel off someone that really needs to get something off their chest, or something. And most of the time, most people I meet, they do end up opening up to me because of just how I am, you know, my sense of humor, my really relaxed, calm nature, and, um, you know, that's just something I'm trying to use here now, you know, on you guys, and, um, thank you for listening, though, but that, uh, just, you know, just really, like, what Mateo does is he, you know, he checks out, like, um, dating stuff, dating videos on YouTube, and it wouldn't hurt to do that, you know, and, uh, Pick up some moves and be suave. You know what I mean?
0: Okay, so that was the Navajo version of the, our brief rundown of Navajo sex ed. And we—that's a subject we can really, really dedicate a whole episode for. And then also, there's still like the female side, which we really didn't get to because right now it's just mostly for the males. We're, you know, it'll, it'll. Just like a man we just want to be quick about it and uh, get it over with so yeah <laughs> so right now uh we're down to our final topic of the night and that's going to be the benefits of having a non-profit real, real, real. <laughs> so going back to uh the benefits of having a, a non-profit um in the beginning when i did start this nonprofit, i didn't know what was going on i didn't know how to do it nobody told me nobody was really supportive of me, but I kept going and um, I figured that um, Nonprofit would be the way to go because the way the the Navajo Nation their veteran organization is the agency and all that stuff It's just going by a bunch of policies and procedures that everybody finds a loophole to and nobody gets money and and There's just all this transfer of money that's being played with over in Window Rock. So I just figured you know what? Um, well, I'll try something new. Let's see who, who can follow. Um, maybe it'll be a new trend to where more veteran organizations will, will follow and, um, they'll take it and make, maybe go further. That way we could all work together eventually later on. And, um, so be, you know, the benefits of having this nonprofit is, um, we don't have to really, or I don't really have to deal with the tribe anyways, Um uh, considered a nonprofit. I mean, uh, uh, a foreign entity there we go, so that's how but it, it, that's great because I was able to get a lot of help outside help during this uh this pandemic and um these people who came forth and helped out like uh like Andrew Jones from the Word of Life Church out in um phoenix uh actually uh was a good year um Simon Jones who's from um Clagato and he's an activist and he helps out a lot and he, he he brought some more people to me like um, Annie Chow and, and Cosme. They also brought like a lot of great um, stuff to help out for the pandemic. Well, this was mostly for Clagato veterans. And then uh, Madeline Merritt and Ian Stout, along with uh, Aaron Long, they came over with their Dandelion Collective and they brought some more uh, protective equipment and they really got to see firsthand what was going on out here. And then, um, there was also the Clagato Chapter House, you know, it, they also helped out when, um, as St. Mary's Food Bank came, um, they gave us some extra, some extra food to give out, to donate, and then, um, what was it called, Ganahl Lumber from, uh, Los Angeles, they also pitched in and helped give some, uh, like some doorknobs or door handles to us to give to our veterans, elder veterans who can't turn to door handle, and then, um, Cheyenne from 100 Acts of Kindness. Her and uh, three other ladies, I can't remember their name, but they, they stopped by, they helped out. They um, they really uh, came together, helped out, and uh, so did uh, John Hopkins Center for American Indian Health and the Fort Defiance Veteran Agency for bringing more masks and hand sanitizers. So it's that type of uh, situation where, you know, you would have to really would would have to really be appreciative of everybody that c- came together and helped out and and those guys they they you know I, I'm really grateful for them I'm thankful for to all of them for helping out and pitching in and making a Clagato veterans nonprofit an actual uh, organization to where it really came to be um, used in a way to where it really benefited a lot of those that uh, regular help wouldn't get to because when Jonathan Nez came from all these donations he got from, uh, from other places, when he came out to Clagato all, everybody was lined up for, which we didn't know, which I was in there too, I, I didn't know I was parked in that lane, I thought I was just parked under a tree for shade, but the line started forming behind me and there was a vehicle in front of me, so I was kind of trapped there and I was like, oh well, I'll just go ahead and get some donations. What, ended up, what it ended up being was uh, a case of water, uh, cat food, and and that was it. And the people that worked with him, they're very unprofessional. They started banging on the, the hood of the car, I mean the trunk. And one person was yelling at me to keep the window up. Another one was asking if I wanted cat food or dog food. And, and this jag off behind me, he started banging the hell out of the, the trunk. At that point, I wanted to get out of the car, march over to that guy, grab him, and just yell in his face, like, "Hey, you know, where's your manners? You know, why in the hell are you doing this?" And these guys had over three hours to let us know how the process was going to go, and that's why when it came time for me to distribute out this stuff to the veterans and some of the elderly, I made sure that I was there and I explained to them, "Hey, man, when you guys come pulling up, you know, make sure that you get this and that, and you know, don't don't really worry about it, but." Um, we'll, we'll put it in for you guys. And so, you know, it, it was really smooth the, the four times that we did these donations and drives and stuff. And what was more amazing to me is the people who actually went out and delivered to other people around the community, to the next community over and to the back roads and to the ones who were living out in, um, hard to reach places. So that was pretty awesome. And then here comes the, um, you know, the podcast, cause I figure you know, we might as well expand our uh, expand our uh, nonprofit to other venues and other forms of media um, and then with that uh, I just wanted people to know that if you do do your um, uh, uh, podcast if you go through anchor like we're going through with the uh, Clagato veterans you will get sponsors and you can there's there's someone waiting with15 dollars for me to announce them here on our podcast but uh, we'll probably start doing that next episode. Um, and that's where um, it's, it's a real game changer when you start to realize what kind of money is out there rather than just waiting on the tribe. So I encourage a lot more people to look into becoming a nonprofit. Go through, get incorporated through the state of Arizona. Don't go through the Navajo Nation. You ain't, you're not going to get far. Um, and then also, um, it wouldn't hurt for you guys to look into doing a podcast. Make sure you get your logos, make sure you get your motto, make sure you got everything together and then, um, you know, go from there. Don't look back because, like I said, this is the year 2020 and why are we still functioning like we're back in the 70s or the 80s even? We need to move with the times to where we can have the best of both worlds uh, living in the past but then also bringing up the future. Like as uh, Navo Pedro said in a few episodes ago, where Japan. we could live, yep, like the Japanese, you know, keep our culture but move forward with the future. So uh, once again, thank you to all those people that helped out, and thank you to all the volunteers. And and now I'm gonna let him uh, say his piece.
1: All right, nonprofit. Hmm. I've had uh, experience with these this um entity um ever since i was i don't know ever since i was in boarding school um probably when i was in third grade so i was um second third grade whatever but um yeah but the schools i went to sun valley uh indian school that is a non-profit organization and by you know i just got to basically know how they operate and everything like how it works you know i mean like how they don't make money they don't sell stuff you know i mean but what they do is um you know, what I mean, they get donations from all these people all over the world. You know, what I mean, all these businesses or rich people who, you know, what I mean, instead of just throwing trash away, you know, what I mean, and trash to them is like all new, expensive desk and uh, name brand clothing and all this stuff. You know, what I mean, and you know they don't care; they're rich. You know, what I mean, and but it's a good way for them to um, get a business write-off is by donating like the old equipment or old weights or something you know and then that um that gives them a tax break on their when they do their taxes it's a write-off and um so it kind of like works both ways you know I mean, it's a win-win situation that's basically the best way to put a to describe a non-profit organization because you just basically tell people about what your problem what your organization is and what they're about and like stuff you need and basically yeah that's will happen? And it's pretty cool that he was making it that um, to that entity because you know what I mean hardly anyone did it and um, no one's even dared you know what I mean everyone's just stuck with the Navajo nation and the procedures and regulations and we know what a what a what a hair jerker that is you know I mean people have to deal with and the calls and the runarounds and uh yeah it's enough to drive anyone mad and but this is pretty cool you know I me mean, seeing him start it you know and talk to from when you first talked about it and everything to now and getting things moving and then all these donations and just seeing how it works and especially during that you know I mean, as ironic as it is you know I mean the time you really see it blooming and everything is like now when you know I mean, the pandemic you know instead of good times and whatnot you know i mean then but it's just cool to see how all these organizations just come together and how you can really, um, how you can really see all that charity and everything and help the people out, you know what I mean? Without going through Navajo Nation, without waiting for Jonathan is to hand out food himself, you know, and while he's away there with the, when I hear a little pot belly, you know what I mean? Just, he's eating good, you know, your name brand stuff probably, I don't know, but uh, Just it's just good to know, you know, that you don't have to go that route. They can, you know, what I mean, there, there's you and other, you know, what I mean, like people who do a nonprofit organization, and it's just it's a really good thing to think to have. And I'm glad you thought of it, you know, what I mean, and I'm glad you you know went on the limb and tried it, you know, what I mean, and despite naysayers and all people and getting cushy or whatever and you know, all the regular stuff that haters do because they're just being haters, you know, what I mean, but. You know, it's just cool to see you, you know what I mean? Not only that, but you're just constantly, you know what I mean, ever evolving, you're just like me, you're always creative, one thing or another, you know, it's just you know, it's just the beauty of being creative and just having creative minds and just you know, I mean, just thinking outside the box and just um you know, just really like realizing the simplicity of life and how hard people make it, you know, what I mean how and how it's just unnecessary um but this um you know i know this nonprofit organization it was a lot of work too you know i mean a lot of filing stuff and you're doing it too with the we say state yeah yeah so pretty sure yeah that's yeah yeah it's going like above and to unknown territory you know and that's pretty cool you did that and you come out you know i mean helping people out and it's just dope you know i've been there when i helped you um with that uh was it dandelion? line those yeah. guys and yeah, it was pretty cool, um, meeting those guys, and just, uh, they're doing a, some video, um, they're making documentary too, and we got interviewed too, and it's just cool, you know, to be just, um, just like us, you know, and just prepared to be whatever, photographed, or just being ready, you know, I mean, not camera shy, you know, I and mean, not start blushing and just start smiling at the camera, and start trying to hide behind the people and. Yeah, um, it's good that you know I mean that. I don't know, I'd say that we're both like that, you know, We're both yeah, opportunists. we both like, just you know what I mean? Just trying something new. The best thing, you know, about non-profit organizations, the I'd say is the you know the what you're saying is that how everyone comes together and helps out. You know what I mean? Because basically, it's all gonna benefit them. You know, that's who it's for. It's for the people. You know what I mean? And you know, it's just. It's just good when you see that kind of spirit and that kind of, you know what I mean, that enthusiasm and just that will to help and change and drive, you know what I mean? When everyone's just staying home and, you know, and just, you know, just either like feeding into the fear or just, you know, and just just going out there and just doing something and making a difference, you know, it's just your mindset, you know what I mean? And all that depends on just you, you know what I mean? Um, the last thing i want to say about this is uh with the schools the boarding schools you know i mean if i'm very thankful you know for the way they were being a non-profit you know because the tuitions weren't really that high and we got a lot of good education and got a lot of skills you know i mean like not uh, the art classes i mean there's the music classes um yeah it's just it was like more we're better 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 educated there because we have more one on one time with a teacher compared to being in public school where you can doze off or draw or something and or be stoned, not pay attention or listen to music while class, you know, to, or drunk too, you know, some so it's it's just, um I'm glad that, you know, you're doing this and you're starting this and you know I mean you just didn't wait for anyone to do it, you know. What I mean, you just went out there and did it. Just rolled up your sleeves and how do I do it? You know, let's do it, and that's just how simple things can be in life. You know, I mean, it's just we're so used to tell ourselves we can't. Why bother? You know, I mean, we gotta get out of that mindset and just start thinking. You know, like Mateo's doing. Just I don't see anyone doing it, so I might as well do it. You know, what I mean, and you know that's just the mentality we have because I'm an opportunist too, and I'll jump on anything basically if even I'm scared to try it I'll try it but so if I don't like it you know I'll know not to try it but you know it's just always good to be um very optimistic and outgoing and you know it's just something we all lose real quick but you know the nonprofit organization that is the entity that we shouldn't fear Just because it's called entity, we shouldn't fear it. Just know that most of our fears are just from stuff that we don't know, and I'm glad that you're taking that risk and getting to know it and sharing it. It's a dope thing about a podcast. You guys, get out there. Get on it. I want to hear yours. Thank you all for listening, and
0: thank uh, Navajo Pedro for his insights and for making... Episode four possible we were trying to do this about a week ago, but we just oh for myself I just been pretty busy trying to get this uh, bank account going for the nonprofit group and all this Behind the scenes stuff that's been going on. But anyways. Um, yeah, man um, For everybody that helped out everybody that's listening uh, you're making this possible and I really appreciate it and um, for me um, I'm just really ready to start doing more episodes uh, if we do do one subject like like I said about Navajo sex Ed we'll we're gonna break it down into like five or six different categories and we'll go from there you know that's just how we're gonna do it um as far as this episode goes, you know i I think originally my plan was to talk more about the um the sacred number four, but <laughs> you know what you know that's that's life man we we just gotta do what we gotta do. Anyways, other than that, uh Navajo Pedro, you got any final words?
1: Look out for detox. It's teasing. Um, I uh, I just wanna say too is that um, you know, what I mean, um when I do the podcast, you know, I'm kinda containing myself a lot, you know, what I mean I'm a little more bouncier, you know, I'm a little more every more every place, you know what I mean, and I'll drift off but um I'm just saying that hopefully, you know what I mean, soon If you guys maybe share this one more, maybe, um, I'll do a podcast of my own and topics I do there will be really detailed and really cool as you, as you expect, you know, I mean from me, I'm really, I know what I'm talking about too. And so, uh, just to help, I guess, move and inspire, I just want to announce that too. I guess I'll start working on my podcast and if you guys can give me some topics or something to help me out, um if not then I'm gonna be random as heck so
0: all right and then uh, finally what uh, I was gonna add was um, following episode uh, five I think that one we, we got some sponsors off of uh, or we got one sponsor off of uh, anchor the anchor app and I think from here on out you know this will be the last time we'll just be doing our podcast the way it is I think the next one we're gonna start Uh, from episode five on out, um, whatever sponsor is giving the Clagato veterans money to be a part of the uh, podcast by, you know, giving them a shout out with their company or their organization or whatever, seems like, uh, that's the route to go It's natural progression. You know, it might seem like a sellout, but you know what? It's, I'm all doing, I'm just doing all this for the veterans, making sure that people know that they exist. They're here, especially for Clagato, Clagato veterans. And, um... And so I just wanted to let listeners know that um, episode from episode 5 on out we're going to start having some sponsors. So if you want to call us sellouts, go ahead. But uh, I think it's a natural progression and that's what we should do.
1: Last um, side note, a PS note actually. Uh, I just want to say um thank you guys for listening to episode D. And we appreciate everyone you guys that do listen and we appreciate you guys that do share it you're the heroes and you know what i mean and just um know that the community you know what i mean just it's non-profit and all that just know that you know what I mean? you just gotta put that hate aside and stop being a john and hating and just help out you know what i mean because you help out and it's all going back to everyone to us people but um that's the only thing i really want to say is just you know there's there's always a lot of hate of course but some reason, you know, I mean, us natives, we can hold grudges. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for us natives because we shouldn't be. You know what I mean? We're the holy people and we shouldn't be like that. You know I mean? It's not keeping it holy, especially on a Sunday like today. So, I think that's about it. I want to see. I guess. Yeah.
0: Alright. And then uh, finally, yeah, thank you to everybody for listening and sharing and being a part of this and hopefully we taught you something, expanded your mind or give you something to talk about. If you want to correct us and all that, hey, that's fine. Um, and um, but basically so let me just get to the point and say hopefully we'll, we will have uh, the Clagato Veterans website back up here pretty soon after we get our bank account going. Um, but anyways on behalf of the Clagato Veterans nonprofit organization, Clagato Veterans organization itself, and the Calagato Veteran Podcast. You know,
1: Thank you for listening. I, I greatly appreciate it. And this is where I, Navajo Pedro, will be splitting like your ex. Yee-ya, see ya.